Hey, what's up, everyone? My name is Jordan. Hey, listen, just before we hop into the episode, I just want to give a huge shout out and thank you to Journeywell Studios, my man Tim and Melody. Listen, they are amazing. They are great. Um, thank God for them for just giving us a space to create and just to walk in the God-given purpose that he's given everyone. Everyone is creative. Everyone has their own unique way of creating. And so this is an amazing studio, an amazing space. They are awesome people to work with, to do everything with, the greatest supporters, and they are the go their graphics, everything, the way that they greet you, the way that they host you. And so I just want to give a huge shout out to them. And if you are ever in need of a podcast space, pictures, anything of that sort with media, come and make sure you check out Journeywell Studios. Thank you. What's up, family? Welcome back to the Bridge Podcast. I'm so grateful and so glad you're joining me again today. Hey, listen, don't forget, just before we hop into the episode and the conversation for the day, I want you to do three things. Episode three, you already know by now, I want you to like comment and subscribe if you're watching on YouTube or if you're listening I want you that if at any point through the episode uh, you feel led to just share it with somebody if you hear something that may help someone go ahead don't be afraid to send it to them if you know it will benefit them but I'm so happy I'm so glad we are episode three it's crazy we're about two episodes in now and on last episode it was real dope Uh, we had my brother Justice and he wrecked it um, I know he made me feel like I don't even know if I should even be doing this. He could come take over, honestly. But uh, last episode, he just was so great in all the knowledge and wisdom that he gave. And on this episode, I want to talk about a topic that I think for a lot of us, um, a lot of Christians, maybe it not so triggers us maybe, but we don't really talk about it a lot. Um, it's a word that we kind of think sometimes as Christians uh, we shy away from. But I think that it's essential. Um, it's a part of who God is. Um, in a larger sense, a lot of the, in a lot of um, ways, it's truly the essence of who he is, and that's about holiness, really, that our God that we serve as a Christian is a holy God. And holiness, you know, it, I feel like I've heard so many definitions, so many meanings of the word, and so many expressions of it that's really not really biblical or what it really is. But holiness isn't something that's supposed to be bashing. Holiness is not supposed to be anything that when you hear the word you think of uh, maybe something that happened a long time in church and long skirts and coming to church every Sunday and whatever context you come from. But I want to talk about holiness today from a biblical perspective and just have a conversation around it and how as a Christian, especially I know this podcast um, is primarily for Gen Z, for young Christians, but for everyone and how as Christians we can be holy even in the culture nowadays where um, let alone holiness, just Christianity in general in the world, it seems to be um, ostracized and that a lot of people who are Christians in the world today is very hard to be, especially on the college campus too. Um, you know, I go to college and I know many people, many young people out there, we are in college, or if you're not in college, you're a young person, you're working, even in the corporate world. And maybe you work for a boss who's not necessarily a Christian, maybe you work in a workspace where those things aren't really talked about. But if we're going to be a Christian, and I believe that if we're going to have that true relationship with God and be an image of him, we have to be an image of a holy God. He is holy. I believe it is maybe like over 50 times in the Bible, um, the Holy One, God is referred to as the Holy One, and like over 90 times, His Spirit is referred to as the Holy Spirit. It's funny to me, the very Spirit that He gave us, that's on the inside of us, it, the adjective, the title of His name is Holy, the Holy Spirit, um, the Holy God. 
We sing songs, holy forever, all these things, and he is holy. And the first scripture that comes to mind when we talk about holiness is definitely Romans chapter 12, verse 2. Um, Paul says, I urge you, brothers and sisters, to present your bodies as a living and holy sacrifice unto God. And then verse 2 says, don't copy the behaviors and customs of the world, but let God transform you by renewing your mind, by changing the way that you think, then you will know the good will of God. If we break that down, I think when you look at that, he says to present our bodies as a living and a holy sacrifice. The first thing I think of is how in the Old Testament, when they used to go um, to the temple, things were a little different. Um, the temple was where they believed that God's presence, where his spirit resided. And in the Old Testament, when they would go there, they will have to bring necessarily a dead sacrifice. So it may, be, may have been a, um, a blameless lamb, maybe, an animal that was spotless. He was blameless. And they would have to bring it and give an offering and give a sacrifice to God. And when I think of that, I think of how the ultimate sacrifice was Jesus and how in the New Testament, that same lamb that was slain they used to give, well, it was almost a precursor or it was a reference to Jesus and how the new lamb was going to be slain before the foundation of the world, the Bible says. He was the ultimate sacrifice. And because he gave his life and because he sacrificed his body for us, now Paul comes back and says, Jesus says, now we have to live our life as a living sacrifice. And the only way that we're able to do that is by the Holy Spirit. And because he is a holy God, he says, when you do this, you live your life as holy. That Greek word holy, it means to be set apart for a purpose for God, to be set apart, to be unlike the patterns of the world. Um, I think a lot of times, number one, that young Christians, I know especially, maybe not anybody else but me, when I, get to, when I got to college, I was like, it's very hard distinguishing sometimes how to be set apart in culture. Because the culture, not just in college, but of the world, is one that is not Christ-like. It's very hard to distinguish yourselves. And see, the thing is, is that a lot of times, I realize that we try to distinguish ourselves by wearing church clothes, by wearing Christian clothing, but the Bible talks about that if you're really gonna be holy, if you're gonna be set apart, you can't just worry about physical clothes. You have to worry about spiritual ones. That it doesn't matter if my shirt says Yeshua and my shirt says love God and all these things if I don't clothe myself spiritually with those things, with humility, with, tender, with tenderness, with meekness, with kindness. That whenever I become set apart, now there has to be a difference between me and the world. That if in college they're partying, they're drinking, they're doing these things, if I'm a Christian and I also do those things, then how will I know a difference between me and the world? And I know it's hard, I know it's tough, that a lot of times we can be in college and it seems like, well, if I'm set apart, that if everyone else is doing this, it seems like that's a very small percentage. But the Bible says that narrow is the gate to Jesus and very few find it. That if I'm truly walking as a believer, sometimes that means that I have to get out of the crowd. And even when I go, I'm at a big university or whatever it is, that I'm amongst a group of people, the thing that separates me is how I live my life, is that humility, is that love from God. And if, I, if I'm not separating myself, if I'm not being a part in that way, then I'm not truly being holy. See, it, holiness a lot of times for us, we've thought as holy being going to church every Sunday, 
the type of clothes I wear, you know, we talk about modest clothes. All the, yes, modest clothing, that is a part of it. But at the end of the day, if I am wearing a physical t-shirt that says humility, but not a spiritual one, and I'm actually not putting on the new self. Second Corinthians 5 and 17, it tells us, it says, if anyone is in Christ, he is now a new creature. The old things have passed away, and now all things have become new. The moment I become in Christ, the moment I become a Christian, now that means living a holy life. That means that now God has set me apart for a purpose. And so I want to read it to you. It's not from my words. I want to read Colossians to you. And it says it much better than I can ever say it. Um, in Colossians chapter 3, look at what it says. This is the New Living Translation. It says in Colossians 3 and 12, since God chose you to be the holy people he loves, you must clothe yourselves with tenderhearted mercy, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Verse 13 says, make allowance for each other's faults and forgive anyone who offends you. Remember the Lord forgave you, so you must forgive others. The holiness that's being talked about here, he's saying it's how you treat people also. That holiness does not just always have something to do with um, myself, but it's also how I treat other people. And some people, you think that ungodliness is drinking and premarital sex and all these other things, but ungodliness, you know what it really is too? And unrighteousness, it's even if you treat someone else bad, that's still not living a holy life. Because we like to talk about godliness, right? That godliness is how you're reverent for God, how you treat God. But if you read the Ten Commandments in Exodus 20, and if you read all of them, it's, it, it speaks to two types of things. They have godliness in the Ten Commandments and also righteousness. Righteousness is how you treat other people. And if you're unrighteous, it's your offense to people. Godliness is your reverence to God, which is ungodliness is your offense against God. Our God is not only a holy God, he's also a righteous God. And so if you're also treating other people bad, that's not living a holy life either. We always talk about godliness, but righteousness, how you treat people matters also. He says, make allowances for each other's faults. You have to realize this. Even if I'm living a holy life, that doesn't mean perfection. Everyone has a certain point to where they still have a growth period. We all have different areas that we're strong, that we're weak in. And so if I'm living a holy life, and because I'm strong in this area, I don't have a drinking problem. I don't have a problem. I don't have a pornography addiction. I don't have these things. But someone else may. And just because they're not there yet, you also have to remember when you were in the world as well. It's funny because I think a lot of times with us, man, why it's so hard, I think, the moment that we become a Christian, we get into community, we do all the great things, but yes, we're not a part of that world anymore, but we forget who we used to be. And yes, you are set apart, but that doesn't mean that now you can go around walking like I'm better than anybody else. No, because nobody is perfect. We all have faults as well. But I believe that sometimes the only Bible people read is how you live. Sometimes the only sermon that they will hear is how you act, what you say. And so sometimes the best way to help people is to model your life after Christ and realize that when they see you, they see Jesus. Living a holy life is not just about doing religious things. Because, see, going to church every Sunday, that's religious. But holiness has to be a relationship. 
that the very nature, the very essence of who God is, God is holy. He's apart from sin. He's apart from anything outside of this world. That because God is holy, that if we truly have a relationship with him in relation to God, we also have to be a mirror or image of that holiness as well. But that also goes to how you treat others and righteousness. And so you can't be holy but be unrighteous. The two don't go together. And so when I'm talking about holiness, I'm not just talking about godliness. I'm not just talking about your reverence for God and the way you act towards God in your relationship with him, but it's also not just vertical, but it's horizontal. It's also your righteousness and how you treat others. That if you wanna live a holy life, maybe you need to start forgiving people. Maybe we need to start working on forgiveness. Maybe we need to start working on love, you know? And there's a big difference, I believe, sometimes um, another misconception with holiness is that the things, as Christians sometimes, and this may go against the grain, but a lot of times as Christians, the things that we're calling unholy or ungodly, they're really just secular, all right? There's a difference between secular and ungodly. Secular just means not religious or having no spiritual basis. They aren't bad. Um, a common example of something that's secular, it could be either jazz music and like things without cuss words, things without all those things. Those things are secular. It only becomes godly when it, ungodly when it doesn't reverence God or gives a lack of reverence for God. So there's a huge difference in that. Like there's nothing wrong with going to church with jeans on, you don't have to wear, like I, I can be clothed in a three-piece suit, but still not be clothed in humility. That the clothes that I wear don't make me whole, that, that stuff has really has nothing to do, essentially, that's not all holiness really is. That holiness more is an inward change. That it's a transformation of the mind. And he said that in Romans 12, don't copy the behaviors in the world, but let God transform you by renewing your mind and the way that you think. See, I, the, the greatest lesson my pastor taught me was this, that how you think determines how you behave. How you think determines how you behave. That for many of us, the reason why I believe it's so hard for culture to get it, and I remember when I was in the world, it was so hard to understand this and to grasp my mind around this, that I was realizing like, dang, God, I'm trying to serve you. And I was going through, I was doing everything and I'm like, I'm reading my Bible, but it, it's not sticking. That I'm going to church, it's not sticking. And God was like, yeah, you're in church, but you're not in Christ. Because going to church is religious. Being in Christ, you actually have a relationship. You have to let God transform your mind. And that only comes with being in a relationship with him. That if I am in Christ, now I'll allow him to transform the way that I think. And the more that he begins to renew my mind and to transform the way I think, now it can transform and show evidence in my life. And that comes with the help of the Holy Spirit. Because what you believe is how you behave. I can't say I love God, but I act and live any kind of way I want to. See, because many of us, we know of God, but we don't really know God. <laughs> We've heard of him before. We, we know him we read these things about him, but it was not until I actually started having a relationship with him. That's why prayer is so important. That's why prayer is so essential. When I am in communion with God, 
in relationship with him. His very nature, all those things that he, he's holy, he's righteous, all these things about him, they begin, I, become, I begin to become an image of him. But that only comes through relationship with him and him letting you uh, actually get inside of you and do a work in you. And that's very uncomfortable. It's very uncomfortable. It's not easy. Living a, a, a life set apart for a purpose, Paul often talks about suffering for the sake of Christ. But I believe we live in a generation now where instead of trying to please God, we try too much to please people. That I get it. I know you're losing. I know we're going to lose friends. Like some people are going to be like, why are you doing that? Like, but it's okay. I promise you that that losing some friends, like the cost of that is far greater than the cost of missing eternity. I promise you. I promise you. But when we talk about holiness, that if I read down in Colossians 3, it says, 3 and 14, above all, clothe yourselves with love. It binds us in perfect harmony. I love the fact how one of the things that I wanted the bridge, um, when you're talking about a bridge and bridging the gap between church and culture, I, I did understand that that's very tough sometimes because when you're trying to be a bridge, you have to be comfortable with living in that tension of realizing that, yes, I'm gonna give you truth and I'm gonna give you a holy, this is the Holy Bible, and it's true, it's righteous, and at the end of the day, it's not sinful and all these things, but I have to live within that and live within the tension of, yes, I'm gonna give truth, but also with this love and this grace component. That if, I, if we, if, as Christians, we truly wanna win over souls for Christ, then the very first, the, above everything the scripture says, the holiness that we portray, if we're gonna be holy, we have to love people. You, there's no way you can serve a holy God and a righteous God and not love people. And for some of us, the reason why, um, I know in my own self, I felt so convicted. For some of us, the reason why um, I believe that we're not living a holy life or is that what we claim to be holy is because for some of us, we are worried about pleasing God, but in all our effort to please God, we miss people. But to me, here's the thing, that doesn't even make sense. Because if you're truly pleasing God the right way, you're going to please people. Like, you know, it's okay. If you're truly getting the love of Christ, and if you're truly receiving that love in relationship with him, you're, you're, you should naturally treat others the right way. But I think we always focus on godliness, but also not righteousness. That in the Bible, the way you please God is a lot of times in relation to how you treat others. There's a story I love in this, and it's talking about a sinner, and I believe it's in John chapter eight. And it's a woman, and she comes, and she's just committed adultery. She's cheating on her husband. She comes, and the religious leaders of that day, they bring her to Jesus, and they say, hey, this woman has committed adultery. It says in the law, that any woman that commits adultery, that they need to be stoned to death. And he looks back at him, he says, oh really, cool. He says, so question, he says, this is what I want you to do. Anyone who is without sin, I want them to throw the first stone. And one by one, everyone walked away and they left. She says, then he looks at her, he says, where are your accusers? Where's the people who was accusing you? She says, they're gone, Lord. He says, cool. 
He says, go and sin no more. Why did I say that story? Because a lot of times that when we're looking at people and their mistakes and we make a lot of mistakes and we try to give them truth and all these things, we do it sometimes from a hypocritical way all way not of love. And we have to realize that holiness, when God, when he, when he gives holiness and he's trying to chastise us and every way that he corrects us, even when the Holy Spirit convicts us, it is supposed to always be clothed with love. That when I give somebody correction, when I'm trying to teach them the word of God, the way I live my life, it has to be a way that exudes and gives out love. It has to be. Like at the end of the day, you can give out truth, you can tell somebody the right thing to do, you can give them all the wisdom of the Bible in the world, but if it's not given through love, it's null and void, it won't be received. And so above all else the scripture says, it says clothe yourself with love and that binds us together. And if we're going to be the bridge, that is going to bind together. We have to bind it together that we want to win all over souls for Christ. That if we're going to be the church, even in culture, and we want culture to come now and realize that, hey, listen, come, I'm going to show you a better way of life. I'm going to show you a life that leads to eternity. If we're going to do that, then it says that love does that. Love does that. And so talking about holiness, though, I think the main thing that I want us to understand and realize is that when we're talking about holiness and we're talking about a holy God and we're talking about the scriptures that are holy, they're sacred, they're set apart, I want you to remember that more so, like, I, listen, I love the Christian tees. I, in him a pair, shout out all of y'all. I have a bunch in my house. I love wearing it. But if we wear those clothes but not take off the old clothes that we wear, then we're not really presenting our bodies. We're just putting church clothes on it. If we have not taken off the old clothes, if we have not taken off the old things, the Bible says that those things have been passed away. Then we're not just we're not really presenting our bodies, we're just putting church clothes on it. Because you can be in church but not in Christ. That you can go to church every Sunday, you can sing in the choir, you can preach on stage. See, see, nobody wanna Ah, oh boy, buddy. Nobody want to talk about that. Of how I think sometimes we look at pastors, we look at leaders. Like this thing of sanctification, of holiness. Like nobody has figured it all out. Anybody who tells you they they are lying, and I and I respect those. Like no, nah, no, nah, don't be wilding. No, don't, don't be wilding now. Nah. Don't be out here. Like if you know better, do better. Don't be out here and you just. And you walk now, now. Don't be walking in sin, because God, like my, like my, like my dad tell me, God is long suffering and He's forgiving and all that. But hey, you don't want God to turn you over to a reprobate mind. That just means that He turns you over without forget. Yeah, you don't want, you don't want that. That's when you just out here just toe up. No, don't be toe up. Um, <laughs> but you can make the mistakes, man. Holiness is not about getting it all right. It's really not. When God implemented the law in the Old Testament, that's why, plug right now, I just made me, I don't know, I, I'm, a, I'm a Bible teacher at heart and Bible preaching teacher, and I, listen, I get we love, the, I don't know, that's the thing about generation, like we love the New Testament, but nobody reads the Old Testament. Please, you cannot dismiss a whole half of the Bible. In order to understand the New, you have to read the Old. In the Old Testament, the law was given, 
read Deuteronomy, read Leviticus. But it wasn't given to punish us. It was given to protect us until Jesus came. And he didn't come to abolish it. He came to fulfill the law. But those rules, you know, the rule book we see, holy, and we see a rule book. Here's the thing. It's not rules just to, for us to just follow and be strict and legalistic and all these things. No, it's because he loves us. First of all, if you read Genesis, he, he said, y'all walling out. I, I need to put something in place because y'all don't know how to act. You know, we, he said, I need to put something in place. And I think that goes to a larger discussion, which is going to be on another episode. I can't wait till it comes out. But there's a huge difference. You know, we look at rules. A lot of people throw out legalism and we think holiness is legalism. There's a huge difference between legalism and discipline. Huge difference between the two. See, the best way I heard it put is legalism is when I do the works. You know, say faith without works is dead, right? Legalism is when I do the works and I'm doing things to earn my salvation. But discipline is saying, because I'm saved, now I'm gonna do the right thing. Does that make sense? Like, like there's a big difference between the two? Like, I'm not just following rules to earn something. I'm not just being religious, no. It's religion in conjunction with this relationship piece. That because I have a relationship, now I go to church. If, I hope that makes sense. Because I have a relationship with Christ, I go and I want to be where God's people are to serve and to honor him. And so when I think of this, we, we think of holiness, legalism, and discipline. But here's my thing. We like to talk about, you know, why they make me wear this? You know, it don't make sense. I don't get why I'm doing this. We live in a generation who we're gifted, we're destined, but oh my goodness, we lack discipline. And a lot of people, what you're calling legalism is really discipline. I'm gonna chill out on that. That's a different episode for a different day. But that it, holiness requires discipline. Like, in order to live a holy life and to be set apart, you're going to have to learn how to be disciplined. And that comes through a constant renewal a constant thing of God working inside of us. But if you're not willing to follow his instructions, then you're not, if you're not willing to be disciplined, then how can you live a holy life? But the very, see, we think freedom, oh, this is going to submission. I don't know when the episode on submission is gonna come out, but this is gonna be a precursor to a larger discussion. But see, when we became new in Christ, Right, and we hear this thing of holiness of being set apart. Freedom in the Bible is never described as what I'm free to do. It's always described as what I'm free from doing. We live in a generation where we don't want to be subject to anyone, we don't want to follow anything. Like, no, I am a slave to Christ. Like when he freed me. I was free to something. Now I'm under his Lord. Jesus Christ is not just my savior, he's also my Lord. So now when he freed me and I have freedom in Christ, Paul says, don't use this freedom to do any and everything you want to do. That rules are for our protection. They're for our good. And so we need those boundaries because if not, we wouldn't know what to do. And so this episode, man, um, I love you. That's the reason why I'm, I know it's heavy for some people and we don't like this about holiness, but at the end of the day, if we're gonna truly be all that God has called us to be, 
And if we're going to live our lives um, according to his will for us, then that has to be a holy life. It has to be a life that's set apart. That I, I can't party how they party. I can't drink with, I can't, we can't go to the same places. I can have fun as a believer. And remember, like, even some things that secular, that's not ungodly, like, the music, I love all different types of music. I love classical, jazz, you know, don't, don't be wilding out again. Don't be wilding out. Listen, y'all know what I'm talking about. But realizing that holiness, man, it really is love. Um, it really has nothing, you know, you don't have to walk around like you bearing somebody. No, but when I see your life and when people see us, they should see that there is a light of Christ on the inside of us, like Ephesians says. And when you live as the light, that light, it says in Ephesians 5, it produces what is good, what is right, and what is true. It produces a holy life. Because at the end of the day, if I'm righteous and if I'm holy, then there, the Holy Spirit, that light is supposed to shine through us. And that's the way that it's, it's by how we live. It shows by the way that we live. And so, um, yeah, if you're going to be holy and if we're going to be um, navigate. If we're going to try to navigate being a Christian in culture, especially as young people, we have to realize that, man, our rule book, the things that we listen to, um, it has to be found in this word. It has to be found in the word of God. Uh, because at the end of the day, we're going to have to, um, when Jesus comes back and the goal is to all get to heaven, we're going to have to give an account of how do we live our life and did we sacrifice for God that we sacrifice for people, right? And so thank you all so much for watching. Thank you all so much for listening. Hey, listen, once again, if something in this episode blessed you, if you thought that it was very helpful to someone, don't forget to share it with someone and don't forget to like it and subscribe on YouTube for more content like this to help you with biblical understanding or just to how to get better and progress each and every day as a believer in Christ. And so thank you all so much for watching again, and I can't wait to see you on the next episode. Peace and love.